0: My beautiful friend, welcome to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King, and I'm so grateful that you're here with me today. If you're listening on the day that this goes live, or even just during the week that this goes live, and you're in the United States, you know, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, which is wild. Time is moving really, really fast. The holidays are officially upon us. And, you know, there's a lot of buzz around gratitude and appreciation around Thanksgiving. But if you're in my world, you know that we don't just practice gratitude around Thanksgiving. We practice it year long because it's a lifelong practice. Why? Because what you appreciate appreciates the more things that you focus on that you're grateful for, the more you have. And it's truly the foundation of abundance, if you can't appreciate what you already have, how can you call in more things in your life? And so as I was thinking about recording this episode, we're about a week in to the gratitude breathwork challenge. I've been doing gratitude challenges for quite some time now, almost five years. And I always do it around Thanksgiving. because so I think this is a very heightened time to think about all the things we're grateful for, especially when we gather around the table with our loved ones more friends if you choose to do with your friends or friendsgiving or maybe you do more intimate um or maybe you don't do it at all maybe you don't subscribe to thanksgiving and the meaning behind it whatever floats your boat whatever works for you and your fam i do celebrate thanksgiving more than i'm not really like a big thanksgiving food fam and i don't love the like over consumption of the food and the drinking and I just that's not me. But what I do love is the quality time with family and giving the space to reflect on all the blessings and the amazing things that are happening in our lives at all time. And I wanted to do this episode about gratitude because I really have been thinking about this concept of you know, gratitude and overconsumption. And I think, you know, around the holidays, it's really easy to overconsume, whether that's social media content, food, shopping, alcohol. There's just a lot of consumption that happens this time of year. And I find that just bringing in a practice such as gratitude kind of gives you a mindful approach for the holidays. You know, it kind of kicks off at Halloween time and then it moves into... Thanksgiving and then Christmas and the new years. And it's just like, oh my gosh. And then the end of the year happens and you just kind of feel like bloated <laughs> physically, <laughs> mentally, emotionally. And it takes all of January to decompress after the holidays. So there's a different way and we can always approach things differently. It doesn't have to be that way. We do not have to over consume. And I think that by having a gratitude practice can really help Solve for a lot of the overconsumption because when we overconsume, it's an action that usually is coming from certain emotions. Right? We buy things because we think it's going to make us feel better. We eat things because we don't want to feel the emotion that's there. We scroll on Instagram and numb out because we're avoiding certain emotions. You know, the action of doing these things is not the problem. It's the intention behind it of what we're avoiding. And the same thing with overspending, you know, spending a lot of money around the holiday times when maybe you don't have the budget in place to overspend often comes from trying to feel a certain way. And so if we could just incorporate a little bit of gratitude and mindfulness into our holidays, I think that this would really help mitigate some of that over consumption And there's no denying how powerful gratitude means being appreciative for the things that you already have in your life. And, you know, there's tons of science that backs the benefits for mental and emotional well-being. It releases the feel-good chemicals in our brain, in our body. It allows us to... view the world from a different lens. And I believe if we're talking energy and frequency, that gratitude is one of the highest frequencies. I also love using gratitude for things that I don't have yet. Things that I'm grateful for that I know are coming my way. I don't know when and how and where it's going to happen, but I'm just grateful that they're coming. Every year in my vision board that I create, I always leave an open space and I leave it for the clients that I haven't worked with yet, the people that I haven't met yet, because I don't know who they are, but I always leave the space for it because I'm so grateful to make those connections. So I love using gratitude for what we already have and for what we don't have yet. And I think that that, you know, shifts from scarcity mindset, which is lack and fear to abundance which is trusting that everything is always working out in our favor. And when we're really in that form of abundance, it's just knowing that what we have is enough. And I think when we hear abundance, I think a lot of times we default to thinking about abundance in terms of dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And while you can view abundance from that perspective in that lens, I truly believe that abundance comes from this Knowing that we are enough and we have enough, you know, if you look around in your space right now, wherever you're listening to this, chances are you have all your basic needs met. You have a roof over your head. You have a way to put food on the table. You have a phone or some sort of listening device to listen to this podcast. Um, You most likely have some sort of clothes that you can put on your body, which means that you most likely have a job or a source of income right? So chances are you have all the things, you have all your basic needs met, you know, that's kind of the foundation. Anything else on top of that is bonus. And that's kind of where I'm currently at in my life. I'm at this place of true contentment where I'm just like, if this was it, I feel so fulfilled with the life that I've created. It's beyond my wildest dreams. Of course, I have big goals and things that I'm still you know wanting to create in my life but the drive for it is so different and it's really hard to describe it's more of just this feeling where before i was driven by a lot of fear a lot of inadequacy was driving my actions and now as i'm taking action towards my business in my life it's kind of just this feeling of trust <laughs> and surrender and there's just no pressure i'm putting on myself because like I said, this is just where I want to be at. And anything on top of that is bonus. And it's because it's what's happening in my day-to-day. It's the connection with my family, the love, the warmth, the things that I don't think I ever thought that I would have and think I was deserving to have. And now that I've split that script and I truly believe it in my body and I'm able to connect to that place of love and acceptance for myself. It's just amazing what I find and what happens with, not being in that place of contentment and not feeling satisfied. That's what leads us into overconsumption. And I'll definitely say the holidays are a very triggering time. I think that it's easy to get seasonal depression. I think that highly sensitive human beings tend to experience more grief in the fall and the autumn time. I know I lost my dad last Thanksgiving. So I know that this will also be a very triggering time for me as well. And it's not a problem. As long as I don't run away from my emotions and the same thing for you, You no holidays, being with our family and with the state of the world and how polarized and divided it's becoming, um, it's going to be a very triggering time. And there's no doubt about that, right? We cannot deny now. It's not about not having the triggers. It's not about avoiding all contact with all human beings and everything in the world. So you don't get triggered. It's about knowing that you are able to respond to the triggers versus React. And so the reaction, I think that's not, I think, I know that's where the overconsumption comes from is when we try to avoid, we overconsume, when we're avoiding how we're feeling. And that action of overconsumption really leads to feeling mentally, emotionally, physically drained down the road. You know, when we overconsume during the holidays, this creates more stress, it can create financial strain, and it just overall impacts your environment externally, but then also your internal landscape as well. And it's hard. I mean, we are constantly being sold things. We're constantly being sold that buy this thing, you'll be happier. You'll be thinner. You'll feel better about your life. You'll meet your dream partner. You won't get invites anymore. Like there's just a lot of societal pressure as well as really good marketing and marketing <laughs> It's kind of like a double-edged sword when it's done with the right intention and there is service behind it and love behind the marketing that's different, that's trying to help people live better lives. But when it is not, and it goes into you know a little bit more manipulative, knowing people's pain points and really honing in on that, that's when it's really easy to overconsume because we overconsume when we're not feeling emotionally sound consumption and buying things and eating cake and drinking alcohol again is not the problem. It's what's happening before the consumption. It's the emotions that are there that you're using the consumption to avoid, especially when it comes to being with our family members and being around the person that you know is going to say something to push your buttons. And instead of just sitting with the discomfort, you just end up drinking a whole bottle of wine to yourself or eating, you know, the whole entire pie um, versus just like taking a moment, processing how you're like regulating your system, processing how you're feeling, and then deciding you know, how you want to move forward. So I want to talk about some practical tips to help you have a grateful holiday season. The first thing is very obvious, but that is gratitude journaling. If you're not doing the gratitude challenge yet, you can still sign up. I set it up so you can start at day one, whenever you decide to join. And I highly recommend doing it. The gratitude prompts are really simple. And I also include breath work as well, because I'm really trying to incorporate the breathing exercises, which give you the space to really tap into the feeling of gratitude, because it's one thing to think about all the things we're grateful for, but the breath work and just getting present really allows you to feel it in your body. And that sensation is so palpable. It's so powerful. And just having that connection really allows you to see the power of this emotion just right in front of you. So cultivating a daily gratitude practice, a journal um, mindfulness practice when, you know, you're interacting with friends or family, or you're with your kids, or you're with your loved ones, putting your phone away, being fully present in activities that you're doing, being fully engaged, even if it's just for a couple minutes at a time, just being able to be present really helps that processing of the emotions that come up during this time of year. So again, if you sit with your emotions and you're just present in the moment, you're less likely to over consume. So gratitude journaling, mindfulness practice, and then of course, breath work. Being able to do daily breath work practice, whether that's box breathing, or some activating breath practices where you are really turning on your system and getting energy moving through you, or doing more down regulating exercises. That breath really helps you get into your body, into the present moment, which makes feeling gratitude so much more effective. So, how can you enjoy the holidays without falling into the trap of excess overconsumption? Number one, I think. With gift giving, you know, we kind of get into this, got to give the best gifts, got to be this, got to be that. And I've noticed my mind kind of falling into that when I started thinking about gifts. I think the most important thing here without falling into the trap of excess is like, what's most important and who's most important and who do you want to give gifts to? You don't have to give gifts to everyone and their mother to, to be lovable and be loved. You want to give gifts because it feels good just for the sake of that feeling of giving. But when it gets into that, like people pleasing area where, you know, you'll feel it like, Oh, I have to give this person a gift. I should give this person a gift. Then you're not giving from a clean, loving, generous place. So you just want to check in with that. But I do think that having some gift giving alternatives is a really good practice. Um, focusing on experiences rather than material goods, um, baking things, doing DIY, you know, thing you don't have to break the bank when buying gifts. And you can really get creative in how you give thanks and give gifts this holiday season. Personally with our family, we love experiences. We're all about experiences over things. And so we kind of talk about that. We're like, well, what are the types of like trips that we want to go on as a family? What do we want to do? And that really becomes the main gift. And of course, there's like little things here and there. It's just so fun to wrap and open things, but we really focus it on the experiences rather than material goods. So those are some practical tips to feel, to have a grateful holiday without falling into the trap of excess with gifts. And then also with, eating, drinking, um, then everything in between. The key is if you can sit with how you're feeling at any given moment throughout the day, you will not overconsume. So, have a plan going into your holidays knowing the people that you might be interacting with, the family members, the things that you might see online that might trigger you. Have a plan. Have a trigger plan. When you get triggered, what do you want to do? Do you remove yourself from the situation? Do you go in a different room and breathe? Do you do some body shaking? Do you go outside and go for a walk? Have a strategy ahead of time knowing that this time of year is just full of triggers. And like I said earlier, it's not about not having the triggers. Can't avoid the triggers because we don't know what's going to trigger us. We don't know how our minds are going to digest and metabolize the stimuli in our life, the things outside of us. Right. So for example, if I'm out and about shopping and all of a sudden I smell a cologne, someone walks by, smell a cologne that my dad used to wear, it will instantly trigger me. I'm not gonna have my logical brain be like, well, that's not my dad. That's just this random person. Like the scent is powerful. I'm gonna feel the reaction in my body. And that could lead to a number of different things happening. Is in those moments, you can't control it. It's our biology. Now, if I was shopping and I avoided feeling sad or feeling grief, I could have just kept go shopping. Buy, buy, buy things. Let's avoid how I feel. Let's go eat. Let's go to Wetzel pretzels. Like let's go get a drink. That could be my default, but because I'm aware of what happens in my body when I get triggered, I know I just need to take five deep breaths. I need to Put my hands on my heart, get back in my body. I am safe. Everything's okay. It's okay to feel sad. I don't have to avoid feeling grief. I'm familiar with this grief. And that really helps me be able to stay in my body versus try to escape out of it. And that's where the consumption comes from. We overconsume because we're trying to escape how we're feeling. But the more familiar we can become with feeling our emotions, the easier it will be. And that's why having gratitude practice is so powerful because it's like, I can feel this sad emotion and I can be grateful for the memory. I can feel the sad emotion and be grateful for my family. And the more that you practice it, the easier it is to access the gratitude. The easier it is to feel the emotion of gratitude after you have some sort of emotional experience come up for you. So during the holiday times, like I said, there's a lot of opportunity to give thanks, appreciation, practice, gratitude for all the things that you have, lots of blessings, but obviously it expands past the holidays and integrating it into your daily life is crucial in order to maintain mental, emotional, spiritual, and even physical well-being. The more consistent you can be focusing on what you're grateful for, the more open you will be to receive blessings in your life. How do you integrate gratitude into your daily life? Number one, get that gratitude journal, even if it's just on your phone, jotting it down. And not just when you're in a negative space, it's so important to practice gratitude when you're feeling really good. And that allows you to feel really grateful for all that you have and what's in front of you. So all of this, is to say and really it's more of just an offer to you just a different way to approach the holiday season practicing gratitude is more than just writing down what you're grateful for or expressing it to the people in your life it's truly an embodiment when you do it correctly which Yes, there is a correct way to do gratitude. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But when you do it correctly, you know the shift, you know the difference because a lot of times people fall into the trap of doing a gratitude practice of I'm grateful for this. And they kind of do it to check it off the list. But the way that I do gratitude is by slowly writing the gratitude, slowly, deliberately, purposefully, and then writing why. And when you write the why, that's when it really connects to you and your body and you feel it doing the breath work before the gratitude really opens you up to feel it. Like I said before, so when you do it correctly, it really just becomes a way that you see the world. You just are grateful for the experiences, not just the positive ones, the negative, the challenging, the hard moments too. And that was one of the prompts in the gratitude challenge this week is like, what are the challenges that you're grateful for? And it's incredibly powerful to think about the challenges that you've had and why you're grateful for them and how they've shaped you. So, I'll share an example and I'm, I'm gonna dive deeper into this experience a little bit later on, but I think that it really kind of sums up what I'm talking about today. So, one of the gratitude prompts in the Breathwork Gratitude Challenges was a challenge that you've been grateful for. What has this challenge taught you? How have you become a different person because of this challenge? And why are you better because of it? And it made me think about when I had a miscarriage in 2020. And that was one of the hardest things I'd gone through. Even when I was going through it, you can listen to the podcast episode about it. Cause I recorded it the day after, I think I knew it was for me as I was going through this worst case scenario like that, you know, when you get pregnant, that's kind of where your brain goes right away is like miscarriage. I'm living it. And I just know, I'm like, this is for me. This is for me. Knowing it was for me. Didn't take away the pain. It was really painful physically, mentally, emotionally, all of the things, but you know what it made me I was stronger. Spiritually I thought I was spiritual before, but the miscarriage really made me even more spiritual. And I thought I knew what spirituality was until I had that moment. And I knew, I just knew it was this like deep knowing that I was like, this was always going to happen this way there was nothing I could have done. And this is for me. And what it did was it helped me become more empathetic and understanding as a human being. I have a deep relationship with grief. Now, one that I didn't have before, and I'm not afraid of it anymore. I understand when women are going through it. I get it before I was so disconnected and quite honestly, kind of an a-hole about it. Like not really not, but like kinda, like I had a really close friend that went through it, and I. Texted her. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was not a good friend because I didn't understand. So it just made me a more human and it was such a human experience. And since then, I have had a handful of clients that have experienced pregnancy loss and I can hold the space for them because I had the space held for me. Not try to fix it, not try to make them happier or rush through it, but just hold the space for them to have the experience. I would not be who I am. I would not be the coach that I am without having a miscarriage. And so I feel so grateful for it. I feel so grateful because it's shaped me in such a profound way. It really has. And then fast forward to October, of 2023. So about a month ago, I found out that I was pregnant again. And while I was very excited about it, I know my body really well. And I just knew something was off. And the similarities to the first time I got pregnant, when I had a miscarriage were just eerily the same, same time of year, the due date was around the same time. And some things going on with my hormones and I was getting that all figured out. And so it was just like crazy parallel and similar. So this pattern repeated itself. And after I found out seven weeks later, I had another miscarriage. Now, before you try to text me and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry listen, I am okay. I am more than okay. And for, there's so many reasons. Number one is because I I knew how to handle it because of the first experience. I was able to give myself the space, process the emotions, go through the sadness, go through the pain and not put myself in a position where I needed to numb out, where I needed to overconsume, needed to get myself out of it. I just allowed myself to be in the experience knowing that I can handle it because I had before and I learned so much about the human body and I understood it and I knew it wasn't, I knew it wasn't me. I knew there was a bigger reason in in, like the higher power, (laughs) the spiritual realm. And I also knew that it was nothing that I did and there's nothing I could have done to change it. So that really lessened. Of course it was sad and and painful and it didn't make it, didn't take it away. It didn't negate it. However, I was able to handle it and it's because of the challenge. And that's why I was so grateful. The other reason why I was so okay is because of the gratitude I have for my family and my daughter. I believe that less is more. I am unsubscribing to the belief more is more. Now, if we have more kids, of course we want to have family. I want Ellie to have a sibling, but I don't have this hole in me that needs to like be filled. I feel so content. Like I said, at the beginning of this episode and so satisfied with my life that If we have another child, it's just icing on the cake. I don't need it. I don't need it. And it's such a shift from where I used to be of like, I need to do this. I need to have that. I need to have another, none of that. I just don't, I don't need anything. I feel so content and satisfied. And I think that's another reason why I was able to work through it because of the gratitude that I have for my daughter. I looked at my daughter and I was like, what more could I want? I looked at my husband, my dog, our home, what we've created. I'm like, When do we decide enough's enough? Like, it's just so beautiful and feels so fulfilling knowing that. And even if like we took all the material things away, I would still feel that way because of how I feel internally. And when I'm with my, my family, even if all the material went away, the house went away, like all the things. I still feel that way. And that's how I know that gratitude has been the key component and consistent practice in my life. And I know that that is why I feel this way in this moment. And this is what I want to offer you is that you can have this too. You don't need the things. You don't need anything. If you can come home to yourself and feel complete within, you will experience the shift that I have experienced. And it's incredibly potent and powerful it's a beautiful thing. Now I'm going to share a whole nother episode about you know, this coexistence of joy and grief and where, I, you know, where I'm at now um, with the second miscarriage uh, and what I've learned from the second miscarriage. I'll be sharing all of that. Um, but I wanted to share this story because I think it's really important for you to, to hear in terms of gratitude and being able to not avoid my emotions and really be in my body and, and not be triggered. You know, the fact that I wasn't triggered by the miscarriage and I, that just shows the healing that I've done, which is so beautiful and powerful. And I was able to just sit with the sadness and the grief and everything. was just like, whoa, thank you. Gratitude. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I can say. So you know, I want you, or I want to offer you to kind of think about and reflect on your own holiday practices and how you can align them a little bit more with gratitude and mindfully consuming this holiday season. The idea that the holidays as a time can be not just, you know, because sometimes we slow down in some ways, but then we pick up, you know, it can be a time for physical rest, but I do believe that it can be a time for emotional and mental rejuvenation through practices like mindfulness, breath, work, and gratitude work might slow down for some people, but all of the holiday activities and the parties and the traveling, all that starts to pick up. So just finding these little pockets and moments of peace can really make a difference for when you start in 2024. And so you don't feel the bloat, whether it's physical, the mental, emotional bloat. So if you want to continue this conversation, join in on the gratitude challenge. You can start at any time. You'll start at day one. You'll get a prompt for two weeks and the prompts really help you tap into the essence of what I'm talking about. You use your breath to make the space to connect with this feeling of gratitude and it'll just have you feeling so good throughout the season. And it will have you being more mindful about what you consume. And I just don't think there's a better gift that you can give yourself and the people around you. So whether or not you celebrate the traditional holidays, I do believe that this during this time of year will be really, really powerful. So let me know if you have any questions about the challenge and there's a link to sign up in the show notes. As soon as you sign up, you will get instant access to the challenge. It will give you how to get started the next day. You'll get the, the first prompt and you can join us in Kajabi communities and just share your insights as you go through the challenge and ask any questions that might arise. We are here to support you. All right, I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day, a wonderful holiday with your family. If you're celebrating, if you're not, I just hope you have a great week. And until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.